1: Hey Brandon, you ready to record another episode of the PS MiniCast?
2: Yeah, man, I got my notes pulled up, I'm ready to go.
1: Cool. So apparently, I don't know what happened. Somewhere along the way, we got transferred into another galaxy where apparently the Virtual Boy is a national treasure. So we must be in Larry's dreams.
2: Yeah, I, I saw an article where it was like the number one best-selling game system of all time,
1: uh, and I'm like, it, this this world hurts, man.
2: A crazy world, like apparently Hulk Hogan's the president.
1: Larry, yeah, this is definitely a Larry's dream. All right, yeah. roll the intro. Man.
3: What is going on, world? Welcome back to the Staff Picked podcast known as Retro Gamers. Larry here, and uh, this week, the first of three, it's just me as far as the Retro Gamers. But don't worry, folks, because if the Yin and the Yang podcast taught us anything, it's at a solo show. Sometimes it's a little tough to listen to. So this week, I have two of one of my uh, best podcast buddies who are becoming actually best friends um, these guys definitely do their own stuff their own shows that are phenomenal and they are PS midnight cast which is just all things nostalgia Josh Brandon gentlemen welcome to the retro gamers
2: I am Anthony I mean I'm Brandon
1: oh most oh.
2: of the PS midnight cast
1: look as as CEO of more of the same network <laughs> why are you really there is already Two Anthony's. There cannot be room for a third. Larry, you're gonna have to let one of them go. I got my
3: my close knit group of friends. There are way too many Anthony's already. So I'm used to multiple Anthony's.
1: I'm we need to, no we need to simplify Anthony. this for the listeners. Though. This is
3: true. I'm gonna go by. I haven't. I didn't look past your CEO comment. I understand this hostile takeover which you've been doing. So <laughs> no, I got I got eyes all over the place, my friend. Don't you worry.
1: Oh do
2: you, well, if he's
1: do you to, CEO, I'm GM. <laughs> do you uh, do you do you go to do you go to bed that night with one eye open?
3: Uh, I do. Uh, that's what happens when you live on your own because you never know think, what's happening there.
1: I think you're afraid of people coming in and stealing your pops.
3: <laughs> that you know what? That is very true. I got some good ones, my friend. My autograph. My autograph section there is hanging tight, including the can of uh, Burton's beans. Burton's beans from Blazing Saddles. Oh man, <laughs> it's a classic. Absolutely, wow! So, gentlemen, uh, you're here this week. Uh, here, actually, helping out co-host and Josh. You've been on the show numerous times. Uh, in fact, you are. I'm going to blame you for my f- fiscal responsibility. Of <laughs> all the retro games that I've been buying. So, hey, you... to
1: be fair, you guys did not have to take me up on my my challenge.
3: <laughs> I got hoodwinked into it. Uh, Brandon, I believe this is your first time on the uh, the Retro Gamers.
2: It is. I have had a section on the show dedicated to me one time, though. Yeah, you did, yes. The Spider-Man game.
3: Yep. That was a good one, too. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, these are the two gentlemen who, for a while, we kind of lay low on it lately, but that's alright. You know, things, life gets in the way. Uh, but when we were live-streaming uh, weekly, these are the two gentlemen that were assisting me and Anthony with the live-streams. And you guys were playing some good stuff, playing some good games, and I don't know how, kind of to introduce, especially you, Brandon, introducing yourself to this audience, like retro gaming, like what was, what you have growing up, you know, system wise, kind of like what, uh, what your deal was when it came to gaming.
2: So my deal was I got whatever my uncle was done with, so he'd get whatever came out and give me what. So my two primary systems was Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. And then when he got a little bit older, he gave me his PS one, and then I had a PS two. Right after it came out, so Nintendo, Sega, but Sony was kind of my favorite systems. The PlayStation, all right, It's kind of my thing.
3: There you go, because you know me and Anthony tend to be heavy Nintendo. We've had a couple people on the show who heavy <coughs> Sega. You're probably one of the first with who leaned towards
2: the Sony I'm... side of it uh, growing up. Oh man, I think the PlayStation Two is the greatest game system of all time. All right, big words, my friend. Yeah, yeah, big words, and I'll stand by. And uh, Josh, you know,
3: you're the reason why I'm not going to get a Virtual Boy, so I'm going to leave you out of it.
1: No, but you can still get the Virtual Boy. You just got to stop spending money. (laughs)
3: That's that is a philosophy I need to live in all aspects of my life, not just gaming. Um, but, you know, Josh, you, uh, you know, definitely you've gotten the bug a little bit for the nostalgia gaming. You know, we've spoken a few times, especially about some games you've been looking for. Um, you came across that X, that X, uh, oh gosh, X files game, right? I did. I, uh,
1: oh, wow. I, I played it. I've played it a couple of times. I mean, it's, it's kind of what I anticipated it being. I'm a, I've logged probably about four or five hours into it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'm still on the first disc, so I don't know like how many like wh- how many how much of like the stories in the first disc versus oh, the second, yeah. third, and fourth. I don't know, um, but it's it's a long game. But I, I've been playing more recently. Um, Toy Story on Sega Genesis has been like my, my go-to game when I'm okay. just kind of hanging out. I love that game.
3: You know the the Disney games really you can't go wrong with them. I mean they've had the classics with Aladdin with Lion King on Genesis and uh, you know for the uh for the PlayStation I have most of the Disney games. Bugs Life, Toy Story, you know, I think Hercules is I think one of the ones I'm missing actually. And that one's a classic as well. Uh Disney they've done right by their video games. That I got to tell you.
1: Except for Aladdin is freaking hard.
3: It is difficult. That's probably what makes it fun though. Sometimes it's not, the harder.
1: Not Mortal Kombat too hard. Brandon <laughs>
2: What? Oh, right. What's wrong with that? you Mortal Kombat three, fan? Mortal Kombat, Deadly Alliance changed
3: my life.
2: Deadly Alliance? Yeah, game was awesome. I'm gonna have to kick But 3 off was show. really good,
3: too. Mortal Kombat 3 was very good. And uh, we're going to talk about that... Oh, what?
2: what? What's your problem with Deadly Alliance? <laughs> I, I wasn't crazy about... Ah.
3: If it's not a numbered Mortal Kombat game, I wasn't crazy about it.
1: I thought mm-hmm. Sub-Zero was your favorite. He...
3: Can, he, uh, well, he's one of my favorite. My go-to is right. No,
1: no, no. The Sub-Zero games.
3: Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Like uh, Mythologies? <laughs> ew.
1: Yeah. Ew. The one that never got that brand off the ground. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, they uh, they tried. And they failed miserably.
2: You know, it's almost like... Hey, shallon so, Shaolin Monk was a good game. I'll be honest.
3: You know, I, I compare uh, Mythologies to, you know, just kind of like, you know, trying to spin off a Star Wars character into his own movie with a recent release and maybe not doing too well but some people still love it.
1: You have I'm the only one here that's actually seen it so you can't say that. <laughs> but all by the way, I will take again. this I will take this right now streaming on Blog Talk Radio and all other <laughs> podcasting services. You can check out our spoiler-filled review Victims and Villains Solo a, a, a Star Wars story. <laughs> My mouth wanted to say a Toy Story. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> solo a Toy Story. That'd be awesome. That would be cool. <laughs> I'd be down for it.
3: But you know, all right, so solo yes, you're right. I'm in jest, of course. Um, you know, joking about solo. I haven't seen it yet. Uh but sometime you know, let's you guys you know, you definitely tend you have that pop culture to you. Um Victims and Villains is all about pop culture and on the PS Midnight cast you guys definitely have talked about music, movies, television shows let me ask you this: with the nostalgia factor, especially from Brandon's side, because this is you know we got him on the show. What are your thoughts on the video game movies, you know, of the '90s, of the early 2000s? They've been much better nowadays, but when they first started coming out, uh, may have been a little tough. Brandon, do you remember any of them?
2: Water Combat Annihilation is a good movie.
1: Oh my god! Better than the first I, Mortal Kombat? I no, I, it's not
2: better than the first one. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I need so to
1: long. I need to leave this now. <laughs> I
2: it was really bad, but I liked it a lot. <laughs>
1: okay,
2: I didn't like that they switched Raiden actors. That was dumb. But anyway, Mortal Kombat the first one was actually really good for real. I like a lot.
1: Combat Alliance is in the same regard. Don't is to movies what the Virtual Boy is to video Fuckers. games.
2: Oof. Oofa.
3: You know, Annihilation's tough. Yes, I got to admit, you know, they just... They threw a lot of characters in that weren't in the first movie <laughs> and they just off them, like, in the first 20
2: minutes.
1: Um, oh, and well, I had was, to stop watching it within the first 15 minutes. Yeah,
2: it was, well, it was off the hype of Game of, of Number 3, though. All the characters were from Mortal Kombat 3. I
3: remember the big thing about Annihilation also being... Uh, was 3... I think 3 was the first Mortal Kombat that used the... Uh, you know, you can put in the codes, like, right before the fight started, like, to either enhance your power, abilities, or do, some, do something goofy with the game. And I remember, I think there was a code at the end of the movie, like, even after the end of the trailer, that you can really? put in the game later. I forgot what it did. And I remember when I saw hmm. Annihilation, it was almost kind of more to get the codes than really to to see the movie, uh, because it was just... They threw it at you for the sake of throwing it at you, in my opinion.
2: Sindel was hot, dude. we you talking about-
3: This is true, and Melina and all that.
2: Uh, How about the Street Fighter movie?
3: uh, You know, it's funny. I was going to say that (laughs) next, Street Fighter. Uh, Which one did you prefer, Street Fighter with the muscles from Brussels or Street Fighter with uh, Lana Lang? I
2: don't know who Lana Lang is. What? Really? From Smallville. Oh, her? Kristen Kirk. yeah. Which one was
1: she in? Oh, she was, she was in, the, in the she was in like the two thousand like oh, five two thousand eight version. Yeah,
2: she played. I haven't L- seen L- that one. It,
3: so. It's better than uh, the first one. I'm gonna tell you that. Even though yeah, one has John Claude one, Van Damme in it. Van Damme, who no one really likes. Um, you know, I went to. I think I told it on one of the other podcasts. When I went to Chiller Theater a few weeks ago, we actually speaking of Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I met Shao Khan from that movie, Brian oh, Thompson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, very nice guy. Would not shut up. Uh, kept talking to us, which was nice though. Nothing bad. And my buddy Anthony Chu, co-host of the Yin and the Yang podcast, he asked him. He's like, "Hey, how was it working with Van Dam?" And he just goes, "Van Dam was a giant a hole." <laughs> <laughs> yes. I did not. I don't know what movie they worked on. I forgot. Wait, was it Cobra? Van Dam and Cobra? No. Um, but. Yeah, Brian, Johnson, uh, Brian Thompson did not like Van Damme. Uh, but Street Fighter the movie or Street Fighter the movie The Game? Which one was worse?
2: The movie The Game.
3: You remember that one? No. They actually made Street Fighter from the movie. So just oh, imagine the, the digitalized versions of all of them. Of all the actors put into a Street Fighter arcade game. I've never oh, seen that
1: or played it, but I will probably go on a limb and say that the game was worse. It's uh, ninety yeah. Ninety percent of the time when you're having a video game based around a movie, it's gonna be probably awful.
3: It's it and not because it was a game based on a movie that was based on a game, it's like photocopying <laughs> a second page. Like you ever see multiplicity? <laughs> When they yeah. got, like, to the third, when they got to the fourth copy, it's a copy making a copy.
1: Pretty <laughs> much, like at shaving that point. His
3: tongue. You know, hi, Steve. You know, all that stuff. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was tough. And let's go back even a little bit further, and even though we're going to get a new one, let's go back to the first Super Mario Brothers movie. Dude, dude, I love it.
1: <laughs> he, he has a, he has a special place in his heart for camp.
3: I was gonna say, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think sometimes a movie is so bad, it's good that's that listen, that's my favorite television show of all time. Mystery Science Theater Three thousand. Their whole thing is taking bad movies and just you know riffing over them. Is that your case, Brandon? where you just it was so bad it's good to you?
2: I thought it was really good <laughs> so
3: you like that Mario Paint style opening when they were talking about yeah. the dinosaurs.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was great. I watched it not long ago. it was on t v was it really? That,
1: uh, that network yeah. needs to be sued for airing garbage. <laughs> hey,
2: I'm pretty sure it was on Freeform.
1: That doesn't surprise me. I can see that. I can see that.
2: Hey, they had a Toy Story marathon today. You shut your mouth.
1: <laughs> they but, have they, so It's all right for them to have taste every now and then. <laughs>
3: now, now, what I want to talk about is truly a movie that I enjoy because of how campy it is, of how bad it is in my opinion but it's so bad that it comes around and it just gets good again and that is double dragon uh this yeah. this was a movie that Brand- you we know when we announced or when we were talking that we were going to do this crossover brandon's like i want to talk double dragon he didn't even agree to do the show yet he's just like i want to talk about double dragon so <laughs> so this is
1: what this means is that brandon that you can, you can no longer do Double Dragon for PS Midnight Cast. This is your outlet for Double Dragon.
2: That's fine, because you don't want to do <laughs> it, it
1: anyway. It better be fun, yeah, and, and I didn't. I didn't watch it, so... I remember... I didn't even know it was a movie part. until last year, thanks to Larry.
2: On <laughs> the um, Hidden Gem part, I did that as a Hidden Gem. You go, you're Hidden Gem's Double Dragon? <laughs> like you, you're like, what?
3: I got news for you, so I... Alright, so we're getting ready to watch Double Dragon, you know, in, in prep. I watched it. Uh, Brandon watched it. Uh, j- trust me, Josh had much better things to do, and I don't blame him. So.
2: Larry, <laughs>
3: What? I meant it in a good way. <laughs> well, um, he didn't. So I actually have, it's a Canadian copy, but I do have the DVD of Double Dragon. So I took a picture of it, and I put it on the Instagram page at the underscore retro gamers. And a buddy of mine messaged underneath. He goes, what is this? I said, it's double drag in the movie. He's like, oh, I thought it was like a TV show or something. Like, he didn't even know this was like, it's almost like this movie came out and then went away and everyone forgot about it, (laughs) which I guess may be good in the long run.
2: No, I don't don't know how we had it, but I just had the the VHS as a kid and I always watched it. I don't know where where we got it from. We just had it. I don't
1: know. So I think it's, yeah. I, I have not seen this but yet but I think it, it given the fact that you know Robert Patrick's in this, when you look at his career, I think the two things that people most know him for are Terminator and the X Files. Like he hasn't really done a lot of things and like, you know, I think in cults like uh like you know, cult classic groups,
4: mm-hmm.
1: like I feel like this is a film that, you know, there's there's a room for, the, like, there's room for these types of fans, and this band, this fandom definitely obviously appeals to it for, for whatever reason.
3: And I feel, you know, Robert Patrick, you know, you mentioned him, yeah, he played the villain in the movie, uh, Kogashuko. I felt like after Terminator, I kind of felt like, movie-wise, he started pl- getting these roles that would just, I don't know, like, Below him, no offense, Brandon, to the movie, but kind of a little below him. You know, Double Dragon. He was in the first Marine with John Cena, and you know, listen, everyone knows how I am at wrestling, but you know, to see him as the the antagonist in that type of movie, especially when they throw out a Terminator line in uh in the Marine, and he just kind of looks at the screen like, eh, um, you know, I, I don't know, it was weird. Like Robert Patrick, I felt like never really got that hit again, movie wise since Terminator 2.
1: False. He had one of the Wayne's World movies.
3: He was... Well, he did do a cameo in the first one. It was very true. <laughs> have you seen this, boy? Yeah. So, that is that is very true. Um, so, let's, let's run down... I have down. a confession.
2: What? I've never seen any of the Terminator movies.
1: Really? What's wrong with you? Wow. Dude. Yeah. Okay. You, you, can skip, you can skip, like, the Christian Bale one. It was godly awful but I would recommend first two
3: I still haven't seen Genesis I will admit um, but you know what and, and one and two are classics and I'm going to say three wasn't bad What's your face? Uh, Christina Loken? Is that her name? Loken?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's not a bad film, so per se. Like, I mean, it's just it. it's not as strong as Correct. the second one was. I, I felt like the second one kind of set the bar so high for that franchise mm-hmm. that they've never been able to to capture it since. And like, I haven't seen Genesis yet, but from what I'm what I'm told, it's not that bad of a film, but it kind of almost rewrites the, the, the history of the Terminator franchise.
3: Which I feel like a lot of movies that go back to these franchises are doing. Star Trek did it. um, Halloween's
1: getting ready to do it.
3: Exactly. The new one's taking place after two, right?
1: No, it's taking place after the... It's rewriting the end of the first one.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. So
1: it's kind of like uncanonizing everything after the first film.
3: Okay. I didn't know that. It's it's just kind of the way... I guess it's just the way of fixing things if you Which, will
1: it's no longer about remakes it's now kind of like this whole like the new the new trend is like how can we fix this good film
3: very true <clears throat> very true and uh with the rundown of double dragon let's do this so it came out opening weekend november 6 1994 um it was budgeted at seven point eight million dollars Opening weekend, 1.3, let's say 1.4, we'll give him some credit, and it only grossed about 2.4. Now, Anthony, he's the one that works in Hollywood, he can usually run these by really good, you can, oh, I'm sorry, I set my Siri off, Um, she doesn't even like those numbers, Uh, so it was a rough, it was a rough going. For Double Dragon, and like Josh said, we had Robert Patrick, the stars Jimmy and Billy, were Mark DeCascos and Scott Wolf from Party of Five, who I guess oh yeah, that was a I, big
4: deal back then.
3: <laughs> if I remember, it was all the rage back then, um, and of course, the reason why I ended up watching it, Alyssa Milano, as playing Marion Sweet Marion, uh, the very character who gets punched in the stomach in the beginning of the arcade game.
1: Well, you, you gotta figure that for like this, this that generation that was entering it out. These are not household names. These are at best television names because you have Who's the Boss, Party of Five, and the guy from the Terminator movie. Uh, so, like, I can understand a little bit better now. You know how do you market a film like that? Like you look at the upcoming It film, and the it has. A-list actors, but then on the fallout, it also has people that are best known for TV. Mm -hmm. So you can market it on the star power and the anticipation of the factor, but I feel like double draft.
0: Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get set for the season with up to $1,000 off, so you can set the stage with style and set the bar more beautifully. So why not settle in together on a new sofa? Because being at home doesn't mean having to settle for less. Even though the holidays feel a little different this year, Haverty's Furniture can help you create the perfect holiday setting with up to $1,000 off plus 0% interest. New home ownership can be a real eye-opener, but it's the perfect time to look into Homeowner 101 from The Home Depot. Free live streaming workshops taught by expert
3: associates. Now at homedepot.com workshops. You'll find indoor and outdoor workshops,
0: even home systems workshops. Plus, you'll get the know-how you need to care for your biggest investment. Master the basics at Homeowner 101, only at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops.
1: Again, could have been a better film had it been marketed a little bit better and maybe gotten, like, a better cast.
3: It almost feels like a TV movie. Um... And I think they were trying to get those household names, literally household names. Uh, But then once the movie starts, and this is where, you know, Brandon, I want to hear your ideas of this as well. It it does, throughout the movie, it does have that, it just has that niche of like, are they doing this just for the sake of doing it? You know, they just kind of, they're forced, to me, they were forcing the game aspect onto it. Now, did you, did you... Especially when you first watched it, Brandon. Like, did you recognize the game moments and, you know, things related to the video game or anything like that?
2: Dude, I didn't know it was a video game until like a year ago. Fair enough.
3: Yeah, I so, really didn't. So I had no idea. You enjoyed this movie on a whole different level.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. Fair enough.
3: So what I mean, makes- I, grew
2: up, I grew up watching it. So, I mean, it was like okay. a big deal.
3: And, like, what was it that you liked? Like, what stood out from it? What did you enjoy from it? And, again, look, I'm one. I love a great, bad movie. Last night from us recording, I watched Birdemic 2, which was a terrible movie. It's on Amazon Prime. I sat there for an hour and a half watching this piece of garbage, but it was so bad it was fun. Um, Like, what what made you fall in love with Double Dragon the movie?
2: I guess it was a... Because it reminded me of stuff of, of stuff that I was into, like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. It reminded me of that of that stuff with the martial arts and and like you know the the spiritual stuff with the bad guys and everything. So it reminded me it is it was in the same vein as things I've already, I already loved and as the fighting games or fighting things in general. <clears throat> so like that was really cool. And then uh, I always thought Satori was really hot. Okay. So that made me watch it all the time because I thought she was pretty good looking for for the older woman she was trying to uh, portray in the movie. Um, <laughs> and I just thought, like, the, I, I thought it was funny. I mean, I thought the humor of it was really funny, and I still laughed at some things in the movie, too. And Bobo Bobo is the coolest name I ever heard of in my life. And, you know,
3: he, for what it's worth, he's not, like, pixel for screen, the exact same looking... Uh, a Bobo that's in the game, but for trying to put that on a screen, they came very close to it. Like, he actually looked like a Bobo um, as close to it. And that's what I liked about the movie, that they really did try and, in some ways, try and match up the game, uh, but sometimes it just got a little, little too wacky. Um, you know, you have your uh, epic... Villain in the game, one of the bad guys that you fight are the um, the whip yielding ladies. Uh, I forgot what they're actually called in the game, but that would be Lash. Uh, Lash, um, you know the the right hand man to Robert Patrick, even though it was a woman. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So you know the, with the whip, and and that was a that was a character in the game. Again, Marion, she's the girlfriend that you're off trying to find, uh, trying to rescue, even though in this movie she's one of the heroes as opposed to the damsel in distress Uh, but again you know you have Bobo you have the the even like near the end the color scheme of of the characters red blue it was there to me that's what I liked about it because back then when I was now I was 14 when the movie came out so I wanted to see the video game on the screen. And I feel like in Double Dragon, that's what I got, which I didn't get in Super Mario Brothers. So that was my joy.
1: Josh, your joy. Well, you didn't see (laughs) so... Hashtag BB sucks. There you go.
3: Oh. Um, And it was a little bit too much on the nose, like, when near the end, in a very, very... uh, Ninja Turtles way, where in the first Ninja Turtles movie, you had the the hideout where all the kids were playing games, betting, smoking, drinking. In this one, you had the Power Core, which had the same thing—the secret lair filled with kids. But you know, it was the it was the opposite side. They were having fun, helping each other, you know, living a good life. Uh, where the Power Core was trying to take over the streets of New Angeles in the far distant future of the year two thousand and seven. That's What? That's, that's considered
0: new age? <laughs> that was
3: that was the you know it was the story was the big earthquake hit California which they're all waiting for uh you know just destroyed the land it became New Angeles the streets are flooded um and like all the ho- one of the funnier parts I liked was how basically all the Hollywood actors and actresses were basically out of work so they got regular jobs as news anchors on their local channel, where Vanna White and, oh, who was it? The guy who plays the extra crisp, extra crispy uh, Colonel Sanders on the commercials. Um, Rob Lowe? Uh, no, no. Rob Lowe's awesome on that one, though. Uh, no. Gosh, darn it. This is what I love about the movie. Come on, Andy Dick. Of editing. No, Andy Dick played the weatherman.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, you know what it was? It was, it was uncredited. That's right. George Hamilton. He played one of the news anchors with Vanna White, and he hated it so much he was uncredited. Uh, But Andy Dick, yeah, was the weatherman. And, you know, it's that always weird, you know, 90s, post-apocalyptic look of the world, you know, it was always just so far-fetched, even for what we thought 2007 would have been in 1994. I felt like a lot of movies back then always had that weird post-apocalyptic look to it. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, look at Back to the Future, like, 2015, like, some of that came true, I mean.
3: Oh, yeah. A lot of it actually came true. You know, short of the flying cars, I think there's one or two of them out there, though.
2: Still the whole for- series.
3: So That almost came true.
1: <laughs> Just waiting for Jaws 19. That's oh, already God. on. Man. Shark still looks fake. It's already out. It's on the black market. Never
2: seen the jars or anything. Never, oh, wait, no. They
1: they still make them. They're called Sharknado's.
2: <laughs> See the God, sixth one horrible. coming out?
1: Good God.
3: Sharknado, the last one. It's about time. That's the name of the movie. Any time travel.
1: It fits. It fits.
3: Ian Ziering- Wasn't it Chris Jericho got one of those? He I think he was in the third one. I think Kurt Angle was in the one, too. He was in the second one. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> So, kind of the start to because there's really not much, a lot we could talk about with Double Dragon. But some of the, again, on the nose th- things in the movie that made it campy. Uh, for example, remember the two henchmen, Brandon, uh, the two that are fighting Billy and Jimmy in the theater, like mm-hmm. one of the first fights? Their names were Huey and Lewis. Wow. Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis in the news. So, you know, a little take on a band name there. Um, Jimmy and Billy, I was really hoping to hear, you know, the ever, ever popular mistranslation of Billy's name in the NES video game as Bimmy, B-I-M-M-Y, which is actually in the game, in the first NES game. They misspelled his name. I was really hoping you'd get a Bimmy, but that didn't happen.
1: So Chris Klein's in this movie?
3: Was he in this movie?
1: No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's it looks like Chris Klein in one of these one of these oh. pictures. Uh, but how about this? Uh, it's not just a game anymore. You know the the tagline for <laughs> yes. it. Look at that.
3: Yeah. No. No. It's t- they. At one point, the brothers are fighting because one half of the medallion, the double dragon, is soul. The other one is power, body. So Robert Patrick with the soul is able to. Um, you know like take over someone's body and he takes over Jimmy's body so now the brothers are fighting each other and it's so on the nose when they're fighting in front of a double dragon video game Wow! meanwhile they're fighting over the amulet called the double dragon (laughs) that didn't make sense and of course the best line in any movie I don't care what movie it is best line in any movie Linda Lash Who's, you know, again, she's the bad, she's the cohort, the bad female. Christina Wagner played her. Goes up to Alyssa Milano, stares right at her and goes, now who's the boss?
1: Wow. Wow. Challenge
3: Uh, any other line.
1: Just sounds. That's about as bad as the last line in Fantastic Four.
3: I don't remember. Wait, which one?
1: The the newest one. Oh, I didn't where see that. they're like overseeing like the re tower, and the thing like it says something, and Mister Fantastic's like say that again. So he says it again. And he's like, I think that sounds fantastic, and then Oof. it's like a black screen. Oof. I was like, what? Oh, ouch! Haven't That's seen so that. Bad. Yeah, no, so no wonder I didn't see that don't, movie. Don't waste your time. It's it is absolute garbage. <laughs> I mean, it's Whoa. like the Virtual Boy may be better.
2: <laughs> All right, that's, that's like three of is. them now. You hit your quota, <laughs> okay? I need to know. Like that was a compliment. I, don't know, nothing about, I don't know nothing about Virtual Boy, but do, you, do you actually like this game system? I know nothing about the Virtual Boy. Yeah, I I absolutely loved it. So what is it? Okay, we're gonna. So this is a. Uh, <laughs> We're going to introduce a new segment
3: th- this week called Let's School Brandon on some video gaming history. Please, dude, m- make that a thing. <laughs> the, vir- <laughs> the Virtual Boy was a deemed a portable system put out by Nintendo, actually created by the same guy who created the Game Boy, the original Game Boy, one of the most, if not the most successful, uh, handheld know. system of all time. Not even I'm not going to count sales, just overall love of the system. So the Virtual Boy was meant to be just that. This th- this take on 3D gaming. Okay. The name Virtual Boy probably made it a little bit more than it should have been. It wasn't really virtual reality. But it was 3D gaming. Which was all the craze in the late mid to late 90s. Or at least it was something new. But what happens is this portable system came with legs. That you had to put on a, a stand... It was all red, the outside. You stick your head into it. So you actually have to, like, contort your body so you can look into the visor. It's almost like, have you seen a PlayStation VR like what or a VR headset? Yeah. <clears throat> That's what it looked like, but it was stationary. It didn't attach to your head. And then when you play the games, they were all red. The only color that came out was red. And, That's not
1: true. There was some black in there.
3: Well, there had to be because that was the background. Black was the background, but it was mostly red. Some vector graphics, some line graphics. But it truly, absolutely, truly gave you that that depth, that 3D effect. Not like a 3DS, but it gave you this, in my opinion, this true foreground and background feel to it. Now, I was in the very, very small minority because it is the most least successful system for nintendo one of the worst not true
4: it is the
1: second one following one of the double d the 64 (laughs) double d
3: for the u.s market though because this drive never came out in the u.s for the u.s market it was a complete and utter dismal failure so the man who created the game boy brought all this money into nintendo was promptly fired because of the lackluster of the virtual boy And the Virtual Boy goes down in history, again, as one of the worst systems in gaming history.
2: Uh, You love
1: it. I also... Yeah. It also came with a warning before you started that it could, one, induce seizures, and two, that you should not play it more than 15 minutes because you may suffer neck damage and eye damage.
3: It actually had an (laughs) auto-pause. It would automatically pause, but you could turn it off. But you're right, before every game, that warning came up. So it was, I guess, from a design point, not the best in the world. You know, every game that comes out always has that epilepsy warning to it, but not everyone, not every game has that warning when you turn it on. So that's, that's what this thing was about. But I truly loved it. I, I will go on record saying two of the best games in gaming history that will not get ever get its credit because of the Virtual Boy was Mario Clash and Wario Land. Both on the Virtual Boy. Two mm. phenomenal games. The rest of them, all right. Not the
1: best in the world. What? Now, you didn't like Mario Tennis? It,
3: it, it, the pack-in games usually aren't always the best. Now, the final clo- My closing statements on this is going to be that, and this is this is hundred percent real. It's a shoot. I we do not make this up. Me and Anthony, when we talk about this every every week, you know, I've known Anthony for almost 20, 25 years now. When I like a week after I got the Virtual Boy, I brought it over his house in the box because there was no carrying case for it other than the actual box it came in. Brought it over to his house. Took me about 10 minutes to set it up. Hooked it all up. Played it a little bit. Showed him how to use it. Anthony stuck his head into the visor. Played it for like 10 seconds. Looked at me and went, this is the worst thing I've ever played in my life. He hate, he legitly hated it from day one. So, he's apparently one of the 10% who just cannot see 3D in my opinion. And that is an actual... Well, it was a statistical stat back then. <laughs> that 10% of people cannot see 3D. And
2: Probably why he wears glasses. Ooh.
3: But yeah, he's hated it from day one. I've loved it since day one. And I think the Virtual Boy should get more love than it truly does. But apparently Anthony It is hired... one of
1: those... No, no, he did not hire me. I And I will go on record saying that I... I these are my own opinions. I've never played a Virtual Boy. I've seen the video games the systems for it, and it was trying to do something revolutionary. And for its time period, it just it wasn't capable of doing that. Correct. And I, I think that if you're going to market something as a VR experience, it probably should have been test marketed more heavily probably should not have come with a warning label about epilepsy and permanent eye damage and neck damage and maybe you should have gotten like you know better games for it
3: well to solve the neck damage part you just play with it laying down you just balance it on your head that's how you
1: but you also should not have to take for a portable system you should not have to take <laughs> 10 minutes to set up
3: all right maybe i took like five you know the, the box i taped the box up really good
1: that's, that's still too much. Like, a Game Boy? <laughs> no, you're right. Pull it out of my pocket, and I'm just like, oh, turn on. You
3: no, know, you're exactly... It was bulky for a portable system. Uh, but also, the the other thing I think is unfair to, to knock it for was the fact that it was in red. Because the original Game Boy was green, for crying out loud. Later, black and white. So, you know, the red is just an easy, kind of easy jab at it. Yes, the portability stunk majority of the games weren't that good. Uh, one of the games, I forgot the name of the game, it was a flying, it was almost like a Street, uh, not Street Fighter, a, um, a Star Fox type game. It wasn't Star Fox. I forgot what it was called. I think I still have it. But the vector graphics, like those line graphics, were so, that made it difficult to see where you were going because everything blended into each other. That was mm-hmm. the only problem because it did have better graphics than in a Game Boy. It didn't, look, it didn't look like a red Game Boy. It had some I would say uh, 16-bit. Was it 16-bit? I would say sometimes look like a. Um,
1: I would say 16-bit. Yeah, like a
3: little bit downgraded Super um, Game Boy Advance. And uh, but yeah, Mario Clash. Uh, excuse me, Mario Clash, and Wario Land. I think two tremendous games that will never get its just due. And you know what, Brandon? If we ever meet, I will let you try the Virtual Boy if I get my hands on one.
1: Hey, All right. you, you know exactly where one's at. You just have to be a pirate in order to play it. <laughs>
3: no, no, that one's long gone.
1: Oh, is it really? Yeah,
3: they. I think they scrapped it.
1: Good for them. <laughs> I mean, I if you just... can ever, if you can ever, like you know, get the the money together, Anthony can always get one from Super Potato. <laughs> I Your credit card would love rate. you.
3: <laughs> get him to buy me one, just so he can destroy one. That almost seems very meta.
1: I, I'm I'm anticipating that Facebook live video.
2: <laughs> As is everybody else. Games for this system right now. Interesting, uh let's see you got Mario Clash, Warland, Tele Teleboxer. Yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh Bomberman, Panic Room Water, Water World. Oh, I forgot they made a war world, wow.
3: world game. Yeah,
1: yeah. Perfect example of how movies should not be turned into video games.
3: <laughs> and some video games should never have been made into movies. Did, did you play virtual
2: bowling? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> how no, about that, virtual fishing?
3: I didn't have that. Wait a minute. I don't think.
2: I think some of these games weren't real. Hold on. <laughs> uh, uh, hold on. No, I'm looking there out now. Uh, virtual fishing, seven point eight out of ten on GameSpot.
3: All right, it's not a bad rating.
2: Initial, initial re- release date was October six, ninety five. Packing video, packing video. Publisher developer Virtual Boy platform.
3: <laughs> it will get just due. Trust me,
2: in due time.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's been like twenty years, so I don't, I, I don't see due time coming anytime.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I can't say anything. I don't know what it was until it's now. Boo. I mean, I had to say a Dreamcast for, like, two days. It, I didn't like it.
3: No? You didn't like a Dreamcast? Nah. Really? Yeah. Hold on. i got to explore this. What games did you play?
2: I don't even remember. Yeah, it was this two. My, my cousin let me let me have his for a little bit because he didn't like it. So he wanted me to try it out. I don't remember what I played on it, but I just remember not really liking it, so I gave it back to him. Huh. And then uh, he never, never saw it again. Wow.
3: Dreamcast is probably one of the <coughs> best systems. I mean, look, to each their own. I get it. Don't get me wrong. You know, if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. But I, the Dreamcast, definitely, that should not have been Sony's, Sony, Sega's last system. That Dreamcast was, that was like having an actual arcade machine at your house.
1: It was like a missed opportunity, I'm yeah. told.
2: thinking about, because our local game, local, like, DIY game store has some. I'm I thought about going and buying one.
3: Buy some
1: games and playing it again, bro. I mean, now
2: you go, like no, 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 no. I was
3: gonna say I was just gonna list some games off. But before I do that, what was your idea there, Josh?
1: I was gonna say, man, if, if you can go to that store and find me a copy of Ghost in the Shell on PS One, <laughs> let me know. They have
2: it. They have it, but it's how like much? ninety dollars.
1: Oh it's... man, at that, I, well, I'll just LA I will just be... get the 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 Japan exchange, and you guys can tell me how to. Uh, <laughs> Play it on my PlayStation. Get holiday savings now at the Home Depot on select GE appliances, washers, and dryers in either white or diamond gray, just $5.98 each. You get a high efficiency top load washer and dryer, plus a two year limited parts and labor warranty. Order online, you'll even get free delivery. Holiday appliance shopping, improve. Save on select GE appliances now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Continental, US only While last ballot through December 3rd free delivery on orders $396 or more.
4: For over 30 years, Lexus has been celebrating driveway moments. But this year, driveways hosted some new traditions like graduation parades and birthday parties. Celebrate the season with the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Find exclusive offers on our most popular models with contactless delivery now through January fourth. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more.
3: I need to get the converter.
4: Ninety <laughs> dollars?
2: No, he might have marked it down because people don't like his prices that much. So I think he's marked some stuff down. So let me go back and see if I can. Haggle.
1: See if you can haggle for like 20 bucks.
2: I'm going there tomorrow because he's open on holidays. The dude lives in the shop, so he's open every day of the year, even Christmas. He lives in the shop. No, really. He, he has. So the shop is in a little like, strip in Warrior, this little city close to where I live in Kimberly. And so it's uh, there's a barbecue restaurant in his shop. And he has a little living area in the back that he lives in.
1: Does he, does he live off of barbecue?
2: I would. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm assuming he does. I don't know. <laughs> but he has, like, a dirty TV satellite cable in there. He has a shower and everything. Does I mean, he, just, he, he has really? nice...
1: Yeah, I swear. <laughs> I mean, you would never get bored because you could just play the games over and over again. And be like, yeah. what do I feel like today? <laughs> NES, SNES, PlayStation 1, <laughs> PlayStation 3.
2: And it's a hole in the wall place, but they are the number one place in Alabama to get. Your updated Magic the Gathering decks and cards
1: and whatnot. All right, when I when I come down there next time, we'll we'll meet up and you take me there and Kingdom again.
2: Uh, magic the Gathering's horrible, though. So.
1: I don't care about Magic. I just I I want <laughs> to experience video games, man.
2: I mean, it, the store is not really all that great. It's just he has cool games and he lives in it.
1: <laughs> you know what, Josh?
3: Sometimes, look, I get it. Don't get me wrong with the price, but sometimes when you want a really good game. Just gonna have to save up
2: a little bit and. Drop that dime. Maybe for your birthday. Me and Larry will put money in. He can send me some money and we'll
1: oh. get it for you. Retro gamers exclusive here. So if it happens, it'll be on. It'll be yeah. on my Snapchat.
2: Yeah, apparently, anything
3: that happens on this show happens in real life.
2: Yeah,
1: that's the way I view it.
2: I mean. Well, I have to. I have to go throw my head into a wall. The Cavaliers just won.
1: I'm sorry.
3: The whole thing.
2: No, uh, well, they won the Eastern Conference.
3: Wait, they're not in the finals yet.
2: Uh, the final starts um, on I Tuesday. That was the
3: finals? Oh, good lord! Go the
2: Western Conference is tomorrow, and then the final starts Thursday. All right. Well, there's
3: your uh, local sports news by Brandon.
2: <laughs> yeah. NBA, maybe <baby. laughs> best sport so, besides wrestling.
3: I- as Anthony's listening to this and now pulling his hair out, screaming at, at his uh, phone, why are they not talking about video games? <laughs> Let's bring it back real quick to video games and uh, about gonna, sports games. This is—I was just going to say—in all honesty, sports. If you want to play some good sports games, get yourself a Dreamcast. The 2K series debuted on it. Basketball, football—I mean, they were they were good. I was going to list, you know, both Sonic games, which. Seriously, I'm trying to record something.
1: <laughs> if only you could turn off your your uh, your thing there.
3: Please, this, the fact that's another voice in my house—that's what I need. Uh, <laughs> that's not in my head. Uh, you know, the actually Royal Rumble for Dreamcast was a great game as well, Brandon. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, I remember that. Yep, a very good, like arcade style game. That was what was fun about the Dreamcast—very arcade style, and it came out. It was. You know, one of the last systems there in the 90s came out 9 ninety nine, 99 September 9th,
2: 1999. I seriously might get one for real, like, sometime soon.
3: But speaking of 90s games, 2000s, you know, that era of gaming, which was huge. That time in gaming, I mean, we saw the, with the PlayStation coming out, with the N64 coming out, the, the the era of polygon gaming, which gave us these 3D worlds, that gave us Super Mario 64, that gave us Tomb Raider, that gave us Resident Evil. The 90s was really this this pinnacle change in gaming history. Just like going like when you went from Atari to Nintendo and the Master System, mm-hmm. just this this giant change in almost philosophy in how games are going to be made. Uh, like, do you, re- like, what was kind of some of the games, and I know you mentioned some of it, just talk about some of the games you used to play growing up, what was some of your favorite games, especially of the 90s, of the 2000s, just ones that when you hear, you know, retro style gaming, just come right to your mind.
2: Just go first.
3: Anybody.
1: You can go first, man.
2: I made a list. <laughs> you just made the list.
1: Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Brandon. All right,
2: so I wrote, I was able to think of seventeen games of that. Oh, all right. <laughs> what a, when I think about my childhood of gaming, is the games that, that I always nostalgia. All
3: right, so rifling them off.
2: All right, well I will. I'll start from the bottom and go up. <laughs> Number seventeen, Tekken two. Okay, that was those Tekken
3: series. I think just helped the PlayStation, helped it get it yeah. out. Helped to get into the market and um, just a great 3D fighter.
2: The intro of the game was what got me real hooked on it. It was really cool and the music was cool. Yep. Number sixteen is Pokemon Silver for the Game Boy.
3: You know, I never got into the Pokemon games not until I didn't buy like a legit Pokemon game until a couple years ago when they re- uh, started re-releasing them on 3DS. That was the first time I played a Pokemon game, and I missed out oh, yeah. on a whole generation. Oh, man, they were, they man. were so much fun. they so good. I know. Yeah.
2: Big thing. Uh, 15 is Medieval 2. Okay. Dude, what game is that? It's freaking good. Medieval, medieval, medieval 2. Medieval 2. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. And uh, 14, which people might give me crap for just being so low. The Spyro, Year of the Dragon.
1: What is wrong with you? Come You're going to
2: be really mad when you hear why it higher than that.
1: Oh my goodness! All right, keep going.
2: Number thirteen was Tigger's Honey Hunt. Shocker. I love. I love. Lo- that was
3: like, wasn't it like the first game you broadcasted for us? Yeah. Yeah. Was
2: one of the first.
1: He was like, "Oh uh, no! It was during the horror. It was during the horror month." He was like, oh, "I don't remember." And uh, the game any. I was going to play. Didn't the the, have the any. game
2: I got was bad. It was really bad. Like, I couldn't figure out how to play it. Well, you know what? I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> the, the format's
3: thrown out the window already at this point, people. So, But I do want to keep a little bit of the old, old show on here. And because you mentioned Tigger's Honey Hunt, ladies and gentlemen, this week's cheat of the week is Tigger's Honey Hunt, where you can actually skip the levels in the game. And this is on the PlayStation. So at the beginning of the level, you want to input. L1, L1, L2, L1, R2, R1. And you can skip the level in Tigger's Honey Hunt for the PlayStation, and that's this week's cheat of the week. Wow. I, I know I had to throw that in there somewhere. To oh, yeah, to that's
2: crazy. See? See? Man. All right. So, number, number 12 is NCAA football 2006, and you want to know why. Okay. Why is that? This is the first instead of a football game ever had a proper soundtrack like music not like the band music okay i had like punk like bad religion penny super chomp the pixie stuff like that and i was i loved it and so that game has such a factor for me because i'm a big punk rock fan and love college football okay so <laughs> that was real big uh number 11 <laughs> is mortal kombat 3
1: uh
3: Alright, you know, hold off there. I know you got your top ten coming up. More Kombat 3, I'm kind of surprised it's that low on the list, but that's okay. No, no problem. You
2: love...
3: Let's take a moment, see what we have here. Josh, do you have any? I don't know if you made a list or anything, or you just have... I didn't. You didn't? I did not. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wing it. That's okay. What are um, some of your favorites?
1: Obviously, like I said, the first time we were on the show, like Tomb Raider was really big on my list growing up. Um, Power Rangers was another big one growing up, but I think you know past that, you know, talk we talked about it. I've talked about handhelds on here with you guys. Um obviously one I think one of the biggest ones that got me into gaming and stay consistent for me was the Pokemon games. Okay. Like I really enjoyed the Pokemon games. I enjoyed a lot of the uh uh like my dad used to detail cars and so like randomly sometimes like he would get cars from dealerships that would still have like random games in them. Really? So I had yeah, I I got a copy of uh, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot on uh, Game Boy Advance. Oh, wow. And, like, I loved playing those games. Like, I played them through on and out, like, just over and over again. So, like, the iconic games like that. And then I kind of got out of video games. But, like, obviously I grew up on things like Pong and Pac-Man and the classics.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um that are not et i still i still desire to play et i don't know why i desired to play superman 64 i played it and i was like dear god what have i done
3: (laughs) you've you've unlocked the holy hell that was superman 64 i
1: i got like into like the first like level or two and i was like couldn't get past it because i couldn't get the controls they're so bad and I remember talking to Anthony about it. I was like, why are, the, why are the controls this bad? He was like, this is the reason the game sucked.
3: <laughs> it really was. The Superman, it just got, I don't know why, just never got a really good game. Uh, at least a lot, of, a lot of bad games. But like we were talking about with Double Dragon, sometimes a game is so bad, it's good. Mm, haven't really come across one of those, but you still have to try the bad ones anyway so you know what we went through.
1: I hate it. I just I couldn't get into the, like, <laughs> but like like some of the other ones like the hidden gems of the '90s like their uh, Justice League International was a great game. Mm-hmm. Mutant uh, Mutant Genesis was another great game. Like just the like I I really dug the like the Justice League one because it's like an early version of like Injustice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's like it, it has that feeling of like Mortal Kombat or like Street Fighter 2. you
3: told about on Super Nintendo? Yeah. Justice League Task Force. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that one. Yep. Oh,
3: I love that game. Very underrated. Well, it was not on my list? I should have put that one on my list. Hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> but I did love that game.
2: Oh, they made a list too. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. It. You showed ch- it ch- ch- the other night.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's like whatever. It's a big yeah what do you? Oh, I, yeah, I'm old school. I still, I'm still using
2: paper. I can't. I have bad handwriting. So. <laughs>
3: oh, please! My handwriting is terrible. I could be a doctor.
2: I left a note on a teacher's board the other day at work, and they're like, "Hey, I wonder why student wrote this because there's no students here. It's the last day for teachers." <laughs> I was like, "I wrote that." <laughs> they're like, "Oh." Do not accept so this check by did. Homer J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, but no, those, and I see Josh. You know, you lean towards a lot of the. Besides Pokemon, you lean you lean towards like the superhero, DC games, Marvel games, which obvious because that's what, you know, you're very into the comics and things along those lines. So that totally, totally makes sense. Um, Brandon, back to you. Let's see what else you have on the right with your top 10.
2: Dude, the top 10 is going to be awesome.
3: All right.
2: All right. And number 10 this is the greatest basketball game ever made. And I want to tell you why. It's not NBA Jam. I going to tell you why. It's NBA Ballers for PS2. Ballers. Wow. Okay. Dude, game was awesome. I, I, I beat everyone in, in sixth grade with Pedro Stiyakovich. He didn't miss a three. <laughs> if you want to win, just get that hot shot of Pedro. Boom, every time. <laughs> the GOAT. Which I'm speaking Spanish to Josh Hurt now. <laughs>
3: Actually, he speaks Spanish to me, too. I never baseball, basketball. So. But I'm
2: taking your word oh, on it, brother. Don't worry. Yeah. If you ever play it, just remember Pedro. And all I deserve <laughs> you at. And number nine is Super Street Fighter Two, and the okay. reason why is because the new character is like my favorite character. Well, my favorite character of all time is Vega in Street Fighter. Okay, but I'm a huge I'm a huge Cammy fan, I like, and I like Faylong Long a lot too. So I always would play it and played with, with those three. Well, but Vega say, was <clears throat> you no.
3: Know no, I was gonna say. I mean, you know, just you know, with the four of them, you're right. Cammy, Faylong, Long. Then you had uh, T Hawk. And DJ yep. also made their debut as a
2: Super Street Fighter, too. Yeah. DJ, to me, is a video game version of No Way Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I can Josh, see that. You know, Josh, do you get the reference? I can see no. that. Okay. No way.
3: Jose. Jose.
2: No way. No way. <laughs> Jose. Yeah. Look, well, a number. Anthony's
1: not on. paying me to be here, but I am going to implement his no singing rule. <laughs> On. Okay. No. So on. Uh,
2: so number eight is going to be Mario 64. Wow. Okay. I mean. And I, I'll tell you why it's so low. Okay. I didn't have a 64. My aunt had it. Mm-hmm. So okay. I could only play it I'm with my my aunt's house. Mm-hmm. I just now are able or was able to get a 64 a couple of years ago and got the game. So if I would have had the system myself, it would have been a lot higher. But those, are those games were like, I have something to look forward to when my aunt was going to keep me. I was like, oh, I can go over there and play Mario. So that was kind of like... So it's kind of but, like, but that game changed everything, though.
3: Oh, absolutely. So I feel like for you, like, Super Mario was almost went the other way around. Well, you played all these other games that almost were inspired by Super Mario 64. And then you went back, like, to really play it. You know, Not just when you mm-hmm. go over your aunt's house, to really sit down and play it. So, you know, you kind of went backwards, not in a bad way. Then you went backwards to Super Mario 64. and Then you can see how all these games really... Kind of oh, yeah. generated from Super because when Super Mario 64 came out, it it was a game changer literally. I oh, remember oh, that really I
2: was, was First day, first time I ever played it. Like the way I felt playing that is how I felt on Christmas this year when I got Mario uh, Odyssey. Okay, cool. No, like, you're right. Mar-
3: Mario <laughs> Odyssey is probably the best Mario since Super Mario 64.
2: The game is Hands oh down. my goodness. Incredible. And I still um, never got was, okay. I've only gotten
3: 119 stars out of 120. I never got that last star on Super Mario 64.
2: Yeah, point. I'm still working my way.
3: And I sold the game back a long time ago, and that was the last time I vowed I ain't selling back games anymore.
1: <laughs> well you well if you need it?
3: it. What happened, Josh?
1: Did you ever find it?
3: The last star or my old game?
1: You're both.
3: <laughs> no, the old <laughs> game was gone. I sold it to a I don't know if you guys had it where you were. We had a Funko Land. That I uh, I sold it to. Hmm. This was years yeah. ago. Um, Funko game a, Exchange was was kind of the first game stores to buy and sell used games. Uh, but no, I never really went back to play it that much to get back to that level. Um, it just destined to you know. Look, my history. I'm not really a completer here. I don't really complete video games. And Super Mario is going to be one of those ones. It's going to go down in history. Yes, Josh.
1: Look, so. If history does like continues in 2018 the way that it has in 2016, 2017, 2018, we should be on track to get a N64 classic, and chances are that that game will probably be included in that, so you can oh. cross that off your list.
3: Absolutely. No, you're exactly right. They put the patent in. Nintendo put the patent in, so in years past, they have usually put the patent on the NES, on the SNES, right around this time, the beginning of summertime. And then the the end of that year is when we see the new system because if history repeats itself, the inside of a Super Nintendo Classic and the inside of an NES Classic are the exact same thing. It's the exact same board, exact same everything. So they'll just they'll just throw a, a case, a shell around that looks like an N sixty four. And if Super Mario sixty four is not included in it, I mean there will be hell to pay.
2: But no, you're right, no Josh.
3: Maybe you're right. That's Once number I get that, seven. Go for it, Brandon. He's on oh, a roll. Sorry, no, it's sorry.
2: okay. I like it. Number seven is uh, Spider-Man. The PlayStation PS One.
3: Yeah,
2: game was fantastic. I loved it.
3: Hey, real quick side note. What's up with Electro? Right, he's going to be the new villain in the uh, Homecoming Two. No, no that's, that's not Electro.
1: No, Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio. No,
3: Mysterio. Yeah. That's Jake
1: Gyllenhaal. Come on. Ray Mysterio. Has...
2: Holy cow! Yeah, Mysterio. Yeah, isn't it, dude?
1: I'm Boica, I'm pumped Boica. about
2: it. Yeah, sure. so You uh, wanna we hear a funny story about Spider Man real quick? What do you yeah. About the first night I ever beat that game. Alright, so my grandparents used to always go to Walmart like, late at the night. And I went I'd always go with them. And this is back when Walmart had the system, either a demo disc or a whole game in the system. And you get the TV was at the top of the of the cabinet of the game. So they were there so long, I started Spider-Man, beat it at Walmart. While they while while nice. they bought groceries, yeah.
3: <laughs> so you beat it for free.
2: Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> it was incredible. That's like, better they than brought my mom groceries while.
3: I, that's better than my mother getting someone fired at Toys R Us because they didn't get me a video game.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, that that's happened to me, kinda. <laughs> someone lost their job at uh at um, Six Flags. Because I won this basketball game, and I wanted the North Carolina of Tar Heel basketball because it had Vince Carter's number on it, which it probably wasn't for him, but the number was on it. And I knew it was his number, but the lady it was too far up, so she she refused to get it for me. And <laughs> she she told me I couldn't get it that I didn't have enough points, which I did. My mom like cussed her out and had her and told the manager, and she got fired.
3: <laughs> awesome, <laughs> terrible,
2: <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so uh, moving on. Number six is um, Mortal Kombat Combat Deadly Alliance. Okay. I <laughs> hey, now, We've covered that. It's a good game, man. It had a demon in it, man. They did a song for the game. I can't I would sing it but I can't apparently. Number five. Oh, Tony Hawks American Wasteland. Ooh
1: That's was really? a good game. Dude, it was
2: fantastic.
3: Maybe I got spoiled with the first two. Okay.
2: Number four game. It's my favorite fight game of all time. Killer Instinct.
3: Oh, good one.
1: Yep. Dude. I don't think I ever played so... it. Yeah,
3: it's, it's kind of. It's just. It's Mortal Kombat just with, like, monsters, if you will. Mm. Darker. Oh, a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, our friends over at Retro Rewind actually streamed it last year at some point. I think in September they did it with uh, Geek Devotions.
3: Okay. Yeah, it's a, it was a fun game. Mortal Kombat Gold. Uh, on the N64 came out.
4: Killer Instinct, um, Killer Instinct, gosh, so... on it.
3: <laughs> and cut, edit. Here we go. Killer Instinct Gold was coming out. Uh, you know, on the N64, uh, Killer Instinct was big on the N64 too. I remember that. No, new Killer Instinct that came out recently on one of the new gen consoles, I think. But uh, no, it was a good game. I loved it.
2: All right, so my top three already. Here we go. Number three is Jack and Daxter, the first one.
1: Okay, it's a decent game.
2: Decent, really, this it it incredible. I,
1: I never really
3: got into it, but I think I actually have. I think I have the remake. Uh, remake the remastered version. I think it was like uh, Games yeah. with Gold one 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 month. So uh,
2: it was it, it was uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, number two is a game that changed my music taste completely. Tony, Tony Hawk. Hawk's Underground, the first one.
1: Yeah. I knew that was coming.
2: <laughs> yeah, again, i I play that game all the time still. I'm 25. And I still play it all the time.
1: It's a good game. I mean, the a lot of the... I don't remember ever hating any of the Tony Hawk games. Tony Hawk just made decent products.
2: Yeah. I, I'll tell you a story. When the game store here first opened up, I went. He, he had a PS2, a slim one in the box. And I said, hey, man, I'll make you a deal. If you have... Have Tony Hulk's Underground. I will buy this system. He was like, All right, if I have it, if I find it, you have it for free. Let's buy the system. All right, I looked for like an hour because he had games like in envelopes and stuff. I, I found it and I got the PS2. Nice, nice, <laughs> and a free game. Sweet, yeah. So, my number one, Can you give me a drum roll, Kingdom Hearts. Good one. Can yeah, argue that. Can yeah, argue one. that.
3: Kingdom Hearts. That that game. That was probably one of the best crossovers. One of the most ingenious ideas from Square Enix to basically combine Final Fantasy and Disney. And they. I would
1: say that. I would dare to say that it's probably the best.
3: Uh, probably. The game crossover. Um. Yeah, you're right. I can definitely say that, I, I can see that especially for the properties that they were, two of the best properties in their elements. Um, mm. That first Kingdom Hearts, and what stinks is I got to 100 Acre Woods and I got stuck royally in Kingdom yeah. Hearts. And that's where I've been for the last, what, 10 years? <laughs> I haven't played it since. I got to put that bad boy back in. But with Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out uh, soon, and I got they always had those weird remixes like 1.5, 2.8, and you know, 1.4 Final Remix, which I have on the PS3. I got to put those back in. I got to start playing them again. Because those, they were just overall amazing games and amazing concepts.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, they gave me so much nostalgia. Like, the, the, the theme song, the song for the game, first game, like, I hear that and like I just feel, like, when I hear that, and I hear the song, I still feel the moment when I first saw the, the trailer for the game on TV when I was a kid. Yep. I remember, like, just seeing the trailer and, get, and thinking... Hey, I needed a PS2 for my birthday in that game. Okay. Because <laughs> I didn't have a PS2 at the time. That but I got series, it, so I could get that.
3: That series and God of War are two, I think, the best series that the PS2 came out with. In my opinion. Well, PlayStation, not good. just PS2. PlayStation, because yeah. it went over to 3 and now
2: 4. We are talking about, Josh said he might think that's probably the best crossover game ever. I would agree, too, because honestly, the hype has never died.
1: It's true. There's well, like, always there's people, always been an audience for it.
2: Yeah, I oh. mean, even when they made the pops for the game, yep. people freaked over that. I mean, anything people they do with that game, people freak over. Even the oh no, it was just
3: the crappy Uh-oh. Game Boy Advance games and the DS games sold real well as
2: well. Yeah, they did. The PSP games did pretty good too. Yeah, and uh, and and
3: the the clamoring for Kingdom Hearts three, which comes out later this year. Later
4: this
3: year? Maybe
2: yeah, I bought a PS four. I bought a PS4 like, two years ago because that game got re- announced. Yep. But then I sat there with the PS4 and not playing it because I didn't release the game. So I ended up selling it to <laughs> the game store guy. So i want to buy another one when it comes out, though. <laughs> but I got to get the Spider-Man game, too, that came out.
3: Oh, that one's supposed to be really good.
2: Uh, I, heard it, I heard it was going to be awesome. Yep. I don't know if it was out yet or not. No, not
3: yet. Uh, I don't think so, not yet.
2: Uh, I, want, I want to get a PS3 again so I can get so I can play Batman Arkham City again. Get
3: a Switch. <laughs> I have. Oh, a- you have a switch already. Yeah, yeah. All right. Odyssey. Uh, Josh, you got any of the games that you're kind of swirling around in your brain there?
1: So like, I I grew up like going in and out of video games. So like, okay. I never was really in it as much as you guys. But like this year, like this past year, since knowing you and Anthony, like I've really and and podcasting in general, like I've really opened myself up to newer games that like I I hadn't before and like i i would dare to say like one of the games that i i loved a lot growing up going back to superheroes was mutant academy x-men mutant yes. academy on ps1 was like one of my best like favorite games to pop in mm-hmm. i would just friday nights if i was off pop it in play some music and would just go through it uh the roster as as best as i could and i i loved it like it was just it was one of those kind of games that like and I think the reason I like fighters is because you don't have to really invest a lot. It's just one of those things that, like, uh, like a, a movie like Star Wars or Marvel, like, you can just pop those in and just unwind. Mm-hmm. And, like, fighters are, are great for that. Like, to me, as violent as they are, like, they're relaxing. So I don't know what that says about I my morality.
3: S- <laughs> no, I can see that because it's not, like, levels. Like, you don't have to... Find, like, you're not on missions to find things. It's just a one on one fight. You win, you move on. You know what I mean? So I, I get that. I can actually, I can know exactly where you're coming from.
1: But yeah, Castlevania, like, in this past year, like, I've fallen in love with that. And, um, again, just some of these Disney games that, like, I didn't really know about. Like, I've really fallen in love with that, which is so weird that, you know, you have, like, this, like, gothic and then kids' games.
3: You want to talk, If you like Castle, and Castlevania games, especially what, with the Netflix series, supposedly on Netflix, I don't know if it's true or not. I saw it on one of the uh, Facebook pages. Uh, when you're going through, like, for Netflix choices, for the Castlevania series, they're actually using, that. like, the 8-bit Castlevania f- characters for the selection screen. I don't know how true that is. But if that is true, that's really cool to do. Uh, And then just to rifle off some of my list here, and I kind of went more, I'm trying to go more, when I say obscure, you know, you got your Super Mario, you got Zelda, uh, Ocarina of Time, best Zelda, in my opinion, uh, or at least top three. I always go back and forth between that, Link's Awakening and um, Link to the Past for Zelda. Uh, But some games that are really good as well, uh, Medal of Honor on PS1. Star Wars, Shadow of the Empire on N64. Uh, Operation C, which is the Contra game on Game Boy. I mean, these games you have to go out and check, uh, which are absolutely fantastic. Oh,
2: pretty good.
3: Uh, another one, you know my vertical scrollers, my side scrollers. Super R-Type for Super Nintendo. Let's go back and, you know, just some of these games I would just play endlessly. Brandon, yesterday when we were talking, we were talking about baseball games. Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball. On Super NES was probably probably one of my favorite baseball games of all time. The graphics, awesome. just the ease of play, and that's baseball. Hockey, I've said it before and I'll say it again. NHL PA 93 on Genesis, in my opinion, best hockey game on the Genesis. Um, and Josh kind of circled it back with superhero games. Two of probably the best superhero games on the Super Nintendo, and I believe their ports on Genesis were fantastic as well. Yeah, had The Adventures of Batman and Robin, which is based off the, the cartoon during the 90s. And Death and Return of Superman, which is pretty much centered around the comic. The Death and the Return of Superman. Which, fun fact, I had sealed a Death of Superman comic and a Return of Superman comic. God help me if I know where they are now, but I did have them sealed at one point. I owned
1: them. I mean, they're not that... They're pretty much... and. In- not oh, valuable okay. now.
3: Then, then, good. then I don't care,
1: because okay, like I, I can go <laughs> to like a uh, the like a uh, local hand comic store here, and you can pick them up. I think they're like a buck or two.
3: Oh, no. all right, good. I'm glad I lost them. Hey, I, I had a
2: thought. What happened? You reminded me. You used to obscure games. I remember a game that a buddy of mine gave me a while back that he had that I didn't know existed. It was a Gundam Wing fighting game.
3: Oh, they huge! Oh, they were huge over in Japan.
2: And we I never, yeah, I, I, I never had it. Yeah, I don't remember what which one this one was, but I played it a while back. It was actually really fun. But I, I'm, I'm a Gundam fan. Like I love Gundam Wing growing up. How about but Robotech? It was a really cool game. I've heard of that. I never played it.
3: Okay, because there's the Kickstarter that I'm a part of for uh, Coleco Mini Evolve. These little mini arcade machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of them. One is going to be Robotech, and the other one is a Rainbow Bright RPG on okay. these little like. Two and three quarter screen size screens. Two and three quarter inch screens. Um, Kickstarter still got, I think it's got about ten or nine days from the time we are recording here. They're cool. They're like little mini arcade machines. Uh, but Gundam was good. If you like Gundam as well, I feel like there's, there's a game series called Front Mission. Which, not it's not Gundam, but you pretty much take over a giant mech robot. And you're just, you know, fighting other robots. It's pretty cool. It has a very uh, Shining Force feel to it as far as the moveset. How to play the game. And uh, one more game I just want to mention. A bit obscure. I'm just going to throw this out. Because I remember (laughs) my dad loved this game. My father commandeered my systems for two games. He commandeered my original NES for Dr. Mario. I would just wake up and he'd be in my room playing. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm playing your game. Go to bed. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So he'd be playing. Actually, he loved it. Dr. Mario. And uh, on a Super Nintendo. It's called Desert Strike. War in the Gulf. Now, my father, veteran, Vietnam veteran, proud veteran. Um, This game, Desert Strike, I've never seen a person play a helicopter game based on the Iraq War better than him. (laughs) He was all over this game. It was probably after he came back, too, because he was called up, actually, for that first Iraq War. But, yeah, he loved that game as well, Desert Strike. I just picked that up recently myself. So those are some of the obscure games uh, that I quite enjoyed playing. Oh, what do you got? Oh, my God.
2: What do you I got? Left the game off I left the game off my list. Which oh, my one? gosh. We're still recording. The it's okay. The, it, the Emperor's Knee Groove. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I never saw that movie.
1: What? It's awesome. I, mean, the movie,
2: I know the story, but I never saw the movie. <laughs> the game was so good. I, I for, oh, my god! I should have looked that off. Oh, shame of me. Where would you put What's it? i will probably put it in probably like top 10, maybe. Wow. All right. Oh, wow. You have all taste, the time. bro. <laughs> Dude, I almost put SmackDown 2. No, you're rolling there. But. SmackDown. <laughs> the
3: first SmackDown game was the reason why I bought a PlayStation.
2: That was fun. That that game came
3: out, but, and that was the the PlayStation. My first PlayStation I actually bought used. First system, the only system <sighs> I've ever bought used.
4: Let's let's be
3: honest. Did you buy so that Smackdown? last year? What did you say, Josh?
1: Didn't you buy that last year?
3: Well, no, no. I mean originally. I did. I bought wow. a PS1 again because I can't, you know, again, Sandy, whatever. But um, originally when I bought the PlayStation in college, I bought it for SmackDown.
2: College. I want to point something out real quick. Everyone says that No Mercy is the best wrestling game of all time. It's not. Really? I don't think it is.
3: All right. Which one do you think?
2: WWE, SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain
3: playstation 2 that was a a really
2: good game right, when
3: we're going to have you back on the show Brandon talk about that one because I'm going to want Anthony on on with that um, because the the three of us can really get down to the nitty gritty on wrestling games Uh, I feel that's only because you didn't actually and don't don't take this in a bad way but you're much younger than me so I think because you were in the error of the playstation 2 that's probably why. But if you were around originally when, like, No Mercy came out, when WrestleMania 2000 came out, you may have a different feel, I think. I think.
2: You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I thought the In Your House game was a good game. So. I enjoyed In Your House. It was all right. Was <laughs> I funny. used to have that. <laughs> I enjoyed it. But, uh, all right. What yeah, we, you... we need to do for an episode on wrestling games. We should do that.
3: Well, we got, well you know, when SummerSlam comes around, we should do the, uh, the wrestling uh, – era games. So we'll uh we'll, oh, yeah. well maybe Let's before do it. It's coming up. Or on whenever money. I do my fourth podcast about wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we
2: can talk about or money here. in the bank. And then I
3: have ah. no life because I'll have four podcasts. Will be that as it might. Um all right, so there's a lot of, you know, all these games are really awesome. You know, my list, your list, Josh, your list Brandon. Even though they may sound a little weird, my list has some odd games on it. You know what? As long as As the games make you happy, that's what it's all about.
1: I noticed one thing about your list.
3: Me or him? Talking to me. Larry. What is that?
1: For for as much as you claim to love it, there's no Virtual Boy on your list.
3: Because I talked verbatim about it before, but see, what you don't know is that this whole time... I had He's the right games I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I had the games on the list. Look at that right there, okay? Yeah, right, it is, there. It is, yeah. right there. All right? So, I That's right. I,
1: right now. I, I,
3: I just figured, you know, I've already talked about them, So why talk about Oh, I dropped my pen. I don't know why I had my pen in my hands. So I, just I do. About them. <laughs>
2: That's it. I'm ending the show now.
3: How dare you call me out on that? No. On my
2: own podcast. You don't end it until I say you can end it. I tell you to end it. What?
3: <laughs> what is this hostile
2: takeover? Between the two of you. Dude, he's the CEO <laughs> of this network. Right? No, no, yeah. don't don't feed into I, that. I
1: need, I need a GM, all right? <laughs>
2: and I'm booking a tag team match.
1: <laughs> Look, oh my you said it yourself, okay? Solo podcast never works, so we're here to fire you <laughs> and take it back.
3: <laughs> Actually, I hate to say it, Solo podcast on the Yin and the Yang solo episode, he nailed it. He hit it out of the home. Hit it out of the park.
2: Hey, there's because... nothing wrong with Larry's solo podcast of, of uh, Pro Slam World.
3: Ugh, they were tough. Even I admit, they were tough. <laughs> it's just hard. It's hard to bounce when you Anthony's don't have anyone got there. Those
1: good- Anthony Chu has great personality that he could carry a whole show by he himself.
3: Was it's episode thirty-two of the Yin and the Yang podcast, and I am because it was I was shocked because I thought and I still think it's very difficult to do a solo show, but he did that show for over an hour, and I thought it was hysterical. So
1: for some dude, people, that's therapy, man. Oh, like yeah. it's it's good.
3: Like I don't mind talking. I just feel like people don't want to hear me for that long. So.
2: But that's me, and it's probably true. I mean,
1: I mean, we both listen to Pro Slam, so this is true. Is
2: I got something to say, Larry. Oh, so yeah. when we did that live video, uh, you know my buddy Josh that commented on and talked to us. Some mm-hmm. he actually asked me who you were because he wanted to add to you on Facebook. Because he enjoyed listening wow. to us talk wrestling. So, yeah, a fan, Josh okay. Allen. Oh, I <laughs> hope I didn't
3: accidentally delete him because I didn't know who he was. Uh, if that was the case, have him friend me again. <laughs> be more than happy. I I, I,
2: well, I saw the hero on your post the other day, so...
3: All right, then maybe I did accept them already. All right, cool. So, but speaking of podcasts, you guys do a wonderful podcast. We're going to start to wrap this one up. Uh, let them know where they can hear you guys and, and, and your wonderful mission and everything like that.
1: All right, so... This is, I guess, my time to shine since I know all <laughs> the social media stuff. Um, I handle most of our social media. Just... Pulling the curtain back. Brandon runs Twitter. No. <laughs> runs Twitter. Runs Twitter. Runs. <laughs> Alright, so here's where you guys can, can find us. Um, you guys can find us. We are streaming episodes. Uh, we're off for the summer for our season finale. Just aired on X-Men Mutant Genesis. You guys can go to com, and uh, we should be right on the first page. You guys can just scroll down, hit podcast. PS Midnight Cast is there. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, so you guys can check us out. Uh, our first season, all focuses on 90s. Um, we're also on Spreaker as well, where you guys can find more episodes. But we will be going forth and having our entire first season up on Far Side It hopefully soon.
2: All right, cool. And the new season's episodes coming up are going to be a lot more... A lot more range we can go, so it'd be some interesting stuff.
1: Yeah, we we kind of felt that we didn't want to like specific because you know we are the, you know because we're like nostalgia and suicide prevention, similar to victims. We just didn't. I I felt when I approached Brandon with the idea of expanding past that, like nostalgia period was just to reach more people because depression and suicide like it's not just a niche audience and we want to be able to effectively reach more people
3: oh, good stuff you know what you guys do over there is, is tremendous with the suicide prevention in, in all honesty and um you know good luck with that can't wait for season two uh, i quite enjoyed season one and uh looking forward to the rest of the shows at the P- Mid- p.s
2: midnight cast it's the it's the pco midnight cast hey. just kidding i've been sewing josh videos of him
1: dude dude is insane dude is legitimately nuts i love every second of it again i love every second of it
3: (laughs) i can't even all right so check them check them out and of course with us you can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts uh the instagram at the underscore retro gamers uh, the website, the dot com, of course, Facebook. dot com slash retrogamers podcast, and um, you know, you mentioned social media. Do you have, you know, have you guys started up yet a PS Midnight Cast uh, Instagram?
1: Yeah, we have PS Midnight Cast on Instagram. Uh, I, we suck at running it. Um, we suck at running Facebook because mostly everything we do is through uh, victims. Okay. So, you guys can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for both victims and villains and PS Midnight Cast. And most importantly, if you guys are listening to this and you are someone you know is struggling with suicide, addiction, self harm, or depression, you guys feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media, whether it's PS Midnight Cast or it's um, PS Midnight Cast or victims and villains or even the retro gamers. We talk to these guys pretty much every day. So they'll forward your message to us, uh, but you guys can just know your value and your worth. And it's the reason why we're so grateful for our pod, but pod brothers over here at the retro gamers. But, and
3: yeah. with that, yep. And with that, uh, we're going to wrap it up. You guys are the first here to uh, help out with Anthony, doing his jet setting. So we appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And this honestly has been a tremendous trip. I, I love it. Josh, go watch double dragon for crying out loud. Just so you know what me and Brandon
1: have gone
2: through. Yeah. Well, I didn't get to nothing bad. I love it. I
1: mm-hmm. just, so I can know what Larry goes through.
2: What? <laughs> well, Josh, what don't you say? We, we get back in our ship and get to, to our current time. Get yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's, let's get out of this, man. I, I'm, I'm hating this let's everything's in red let's go yeah
3: uh. <laughs> as, as they get into their uh, their jetsons mobile they fly off into the sunset
1: which which is a really great segue <laughs> larry is going to be on victims and villains this friday to talk all things jetsons new comic series wait yes. really
3: this friday Oh wow as i completely remembered always this whole time this friday <laughs> Check it out, as because everyone knows how much I love reboots. So, no, but in all honesty, yes, I can't wait to talk about more of the Jetsons um, with the comics. And it should be a good time. And with that, folks, thank you very much. Next week, we're going to have another guest host. Who it is? Haven't figured it out yet, because i still got to line them up. But with that being said, thank you very much for listening to the Retro Gamers. Thank you for listening to the PS Midnight cast and Victims and Villains. And I will catch you right here next week on the Retro Gamers.
4: For over 30 years, Lexus has made the driveway a special place. But this year, some new driveway traditions appeared, like birthdays and drive-by graduation parades. Here's to making the driveway the place to celebrate. Deck your driveway at the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Find exclusive offers on our most popular models with contactless delivery. Now through January 4th. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more.